0: This is Kate and I want you to know that Mike Lindell the My Pillow guy and I have partnered up. My Pillow has fantastic products. Not only the amazing My Pillow, but dog beds, absorbent soft towels, wonderfully soft sheets, I mean the most amazing softest sheets, the best in the marketplace, luxurious robes, incredible mattresses, you name it. He has the very best products for the very best price. You won't find these prices anywhere else. You also get to support two things. Mike Lindell and of of course, Truth and Radio, my show. You get to support both of us and keep this show on the air when you buy these products for your home directly from MyPillow.com. There's a lot of advantages to buying direct from MyPillow as well. Wedding gifts, Father's Day, Mother's Day, just the very best products for your home. Use the code word Kate at MyPillow.com and get the best discounts and you'll be telling everyone about these products. Those towels get every bit of moisture off your body. I'm not kidding. The sheets, oh my gosh, the soft to sheets you will ever experience. You really need to get these great products and help us both out. Keep this show on the air. And Mike's movie, Absolute Proof, is a must see. It's all about the voting fraud. So make sure, support both of us, go to my pillow, use the word Kate, get steep discounts on everything. I really thank you for this. Thanks, you guys. The show is previously recorded.
1: My name is what's your face recently several of my colleagues and i were deleted from instagram for telling the truth about i'm sorry for spreading baseless theories and dangerous misinformation about one of our modern medical miracles one that i dare not speak of today i would like to offer my what was it
2: sincere apology
1: My sincerest apologies and I come to you with a special announcement. I am now a proud member of the cult of scientism. I am here to assure you from first-hand experience that the shot is 100% safe. Aside from the heart palpitations, brain fog, facial paralysis, heavy period, breast swelling, blood clots, schizophrenic tendencies, and feeling like my soul has left my body, I feel like a brand new woman, because my DNA has literally been altered. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just stick to the script. I said what you asked me to. Thank, my, uh, thank you very much for watching, and please remember to continue complying because we will be going back to normal in approximately more weeks and if you can please support my patreon because i had to shut down my business to appease the masked zombies he's being a funny guy you i said, what you said. Wa- i said that's enough i mean i gladly sacrificed my livelihood for the greater good all right guys until next time don't forget to double mask and stick the testing swab right up your a- is that good
0: <laughs> oh, I love that club in so many ways. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> welcome to the Kate Daly show. I'm really happy to have you because we have some w- really good information for you today. And I really want to get this to you. In fact, um, of course, I invite Melissa on because Melissa comes on every single Wednesday for like five years. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you, you, Kate. <laughs> Melissa Smith. So I I'm, I I want to play something uh, for the audience. Let's let's play this because this is just so vital and very interesting. Okay? This comes from Mike Wallace. This was done back in the 80s and uh, just listen because He's going to say something about about 1918 flu. The president Ford is okay about swine flu, and and, and of course they always harken back to 1918, which started at a military base because Melissa is the one that did that show with me, and her father, the the journals that came from her father, their family, um, it was cemented a lot about 1918. It was very very uh, crazy show, and I played it on rerun, but but think about when he cites 1918 and then think about the cause of swine flu, okay? So here is Dan Rather. Let me share this with, or sorry, Dan Rather, Mike Wallace. They're all the same, but okay, here we go. Mike Wallace.
3: 76, that was the year the US government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now, 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We picked up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed.
4: This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States as well as 20 million deaths around the world.
0: That's not true.
4: See how
3: easy it is to Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve, protect yourself. One of those who did okay. roll up her so sleeve I'm was going Judy to, Roberts. So this was she about was...
0: a case, but I want to move ahead for just a moment. And I want to give you uh, the rest of a little bit more of this story that that, that Mike Wallace is telling. Here we go. Nice.
3: Where did this so-called deadly variety of flu, where did it first hit back in 1976? It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. An army doctor here sent samples of their throat cultures to the New Jersey Public Health Lab to find out just what kind of bug was going around here. One of those samples was from a private David Lewis who had left his sickbed to go on a forced march. Private Lewis had collapsed on that march and his sergeant had revived him by mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. But the sergeant showed no signs of illness. A few days later, Private Lewis died.
0: If this disease is so potentially fatal that it's going to kill a young, healthy man, a middle-aged schoolteacher doesn't have prayer.
3: The New Jersey lab identified most of those soldiers' throat cultures as the normal kind of flu virus going around that year, but they could not make out what kind of virus was in the culture from the dead soldier and from four others who were sick. So they sent those cultures to the Federal Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia for further study. A few days later they got the verdict, swine flu. But that much publicized outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix involved only Private Lewis who died and those four other soldiers who recovered completely without the swine flu shot. And that's
0: it. If I had known at that time that the boy had been in a sick bed got up, went out on a forced march, and then collapsed and died. I would never have taken a shot.
4: The rationale for our
3: recommendation was not on the basis of the death of uh, a single individual, but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised Um. the swine flu program, and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st.
0: He looks uncomfortable. By
3: that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been
4: uh, several reported, but none (laughs) confirmed. That's it. There had been cases in uh, uh, Australia that were reported
3: by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in- uh, None confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? No. Now, nearly everyone was to receive the shot in a public health facility where a doctor might not be present. Sound familiar? Therefore, it was up to the CDC to come up with some kind of official consent form, giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed, The scientists developed another vaccine. And that was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That vaccine was called X53A.
0: Wow, they lied? Wow. I'm in shock that they lied. Um And by the way, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but this was a breakout at a military base just like 1918 was in uh, Kansas. The other thing, I don't know if anyone, if anyone noticed, President Ford said half a million deaths by 1918 flu here in America, 20 million worldwide. What are you told every five minutes right now? You're told that it is almost 700,000 deaths now in America. See how they keep upping the number? And then it's 50 to 100 million people, not 20, um, because they keep saying they didn't know how to count in 1918. So I just, there's so many things here, but isn't it interesting that both start at a military base? I find that kind of interesting. And the other thing is, is informed consent much? No, because you, were, you were, they weren't told about any of that. They weren't told they were be, be, being given a different shot. And even today, they're saying experimental shot And people aren't even listening to that. All they hear is the word vaccine. Melissa, did you want to comment on any of that with Mike Wallace? (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, I I think where we're going to go today in the the next Mm -hmm. little bit is going to be all about informed consent and the role that the government plays in that. It's very it's a very important issue. Right. Um, Before
0: we get rolling, we have one phone call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. You're on with Melissa and I.
5: Yeah, when you put some dots together, don't you realize that 46 million Americans were injected with an untested vaccine 35 years ago? Now, 35 years later, those probably those same people are the susceptible group to a new virus.
0: Ooh, hmm. Ooh. Ooh. I love the food for thought there. Thank you. I love it. Hmm. Thank you.
2: I love this audience. Can I just tell you? (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Melissa. Well, uh, let's get in the Wayback Machine again. Okay. Uh, Lots of people are aware of this, but between 1932 and 1972, the U.S. Public Health Service um, conducted uh, some studies on untreated syphilis patients, 600 impoverished African American men. Those studies were conducted without any informed consent. This is the Tuskegee experiments. Mm, Okay. Some of those those mm -hmm. people Uh were actually given syphilis in order to see if the treatments would work. (sighs) And it was all done without any knowledge that those people were participating in the study. Did
0: anyone go to prison for that? for 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 doing exactly what we accused the nazis of doing that they got out of i mean and some of them didn't but a lot of them did is there any
2: was there any i don't know no no medical researchers Hmm. this is a direct quote from Mm a a paper on the project on this on tuskegee Mm -hmm. and and some other issues we'll explore here in a minute but it says quote no medical researchers were ever held accountable for the tuskegee experiment and, and 1932 to 1972. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about ancient history here. Oh no, 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 no. This is they just right in our backyard. Clear until
0: 1972. Oh my gosh. Okay, I want to play just about 30 more seconds of this, and then you're gonna you're gonna roll with this story. But let me let me play uh, Mike Wallace interviewing the CDC head during swine flu. Here you go.
3: Was X53A ever field tested? Uh, I. Uh, uh, I can't say I would have to uh, uh, It wasn't I don't know <laughs>
0: I don't know as the CDC head
3: I would have to check uh, the records I haven't uh, looked at this in some time
2: uh, Oh
3: um, The information form, wow. the consent form The consent was form Was also supposed to warn people about any risks of serious complications following the shot But did it?
0: No, I had never heard of any reactions nope. other than a sore arm, fever. Sore arm sort of and thing. fever. She said sore arm and fever were the only reactions she was told about. There was no informed consent that they were taking a different shot than, um, than what they were told. And so we're talking about informed consent when we come back more with Melissa. And let me tell you, this is just this is a deep hole of deceit. And I sure hope we're recognizing this. Do not pony yourself up uh, and put your uh, body on the line for the experimental DNA changing shot they'd like to get you right now. Please don't wait this out. I promise history should teach us to wait this out. Wait it out. Wait it out. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Or tabernacle. The show is previously recorded
3: 888 673 1450 This is the Kate Dally Show.
1: Myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretching try to come to life. Jumping, showering the blood starts to pump.
0: lot to say about that song and about... about uh, an ad that was her song was used for in the Super Bowl instead of nine to five it was called five to nine and I want to I want to open this up for discussion because I think it's worthy of one Um, very interesting and for our youth to be able to learn from this too Um, welcome back to the Kate Daly show I have Uncle Milty with me and a big thank you to Dr. Duke Pesta who came on in the last hour and his show follows mine on my Facebook page you can actually check his show out the link is right there and it comes up right as you're as you're viewing my show page on Facebook Um, so, uh, make sure you get over to my pillow. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up. He really cares about truth and media wants this show to stay on. And I really love that about him. He's very generous. And if you order products at my pillow, he has everything from bath sheet bath, Uh, mats and bath towels amazing bath towels actually that that get up all the moisture
6: right every bit
0: every bit of moisture amazing and uh, of course the softest sheets that you're ever gonna find to my pillow and if you have a snoring issue get the blue my pillow there's different colors you can get that depict the 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 size of the pillow get the blue pillow this really helps with with somebody that you love that snores
6: what color is the insomnia pillow? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true.
0: Um, so make sure that you put the code Kate in. And the show, uh, the show gets a portion of that sale. Mike Lindell, of course, gets a portion of that sale. But you'll be helping both of us. Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, what a tremendous guy in Mm -hmm. helping patriots come together and and acknowledging the fraud that just happened. And
6: getting a wonderful product. And
0: getting wonderful products that you're going to buy anyway. Don't go down to Costco and buy them. In fact, if you go to the stores, they only usually offer one version of MyPillow, but the best versions are online at MyPillow, and you can get different ones. So make sure that you go to um, MyPillow.com and put in the code Kate, and then you'll be helping us, and you'll be helping Mike Lindell at the same time. Because I know people, after my Mike Lindell interview, that said, we'll just go buy a pillow to buy a pillow because we just want to help. This is your great way to help Truth and Media. Help us, help this show, help stay on, and then also help uh, Mike Lindell and all of his endeavors because he really, truly is a, is a great patriot. Um, and go to MyPillow.com, put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, So I just, I wanted to mention something about the nine to five. So the critics came out and they said this because in the Super Bowl, her song um, was used for uh, like a, like a version of it that said five to nine at night, meaning, or in the morning, meaning a second job. (laughs) And the, and they all came out and they said, we shouldn't have to work second jobs. We should be being. Paid in the nine to five exactly what we're worth and we should have the life of our dreams based on the fact that we should get a wage just for working nine to five how dare you say that we should work from five to nine a second job do you find that kind of alarming because really what they're saying is capitalism really isn't the thing capitalism isn't going to help anybody I don't know of one entrepreneur out there that started a business, myself included, that didn't have to work overtime to make sure that business succeeded due to the hard work that we engaged in. I've never known an entrepreneur that didn't work overtime.
6: The problem is, is that our children today have been raised to believe they don't even need the first job.
0: (laughs) so true <laughs> the song should be like yeah. working 10 to 12 <laughs>
5: right
0: <laughs> working until lunchtime to get my break so it was it, i thought it was kind of fascinating and i wanted to bring it up on the show because of the fact that look at the song look at the song and what it's about okay and i i i kind of harken back to the to the lyrics of this song because i i want us to remember what was written about this song that was kind of intriguing, right? Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower, blood starts pumping, out on the street, traffic starts jumping. Folks like me on the job from nine to five. So, Whatever skills you have and, and whatever kind of work tenacity you have, ingenuity you have, land you into a job and you still pour yourself that cup of ambition to make yourself be seen in that job, work work better, work more efficiently, get a raise, own the business at some point, break off as an as a new owner to compete with said business that you're working for, right? Yep. It was never about just working nine to five and filling a slot. It was, about, it was about ingenuity. It was about, it was about saying, okay, I can do this better, make it better. I want to stake a claim for myself. I want to go out there. I'm driven enough to make a business work and a profit for myself. And I'm going to go and offer more jobs for more people. This That's it, what it's about.
6: This entire minimum wage thing, uh-huh. I remember when it started.
0: Yeah. It, it should have
6: died on the vine. I- no one was for it.
0: I know. I know. And so then it goes in the song. Okay. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Barely getting by. It's all taken and no given. They just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy. If you let it, that's not always the case. Everything is usually a stepping stone and in a place where we have property ownership and capitalism that prevails, you can actually say to this job, well, I'm going to work this job while I'm getting my dreams off the ground as well. And that's usually what entrepreneurs do, right? So if you're an entrepreneur out there, I want to hear from you because that's usually what it took, right? Burning the midnight oil because that's just usually what it takes. Yet people want to say to themselves, I can work nine to five in a dead end job. And and I also want all my dreams to come true. Wow. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, my big thing is, I don't know how, you know, Kamala's is supposed to be have a degree in economics. And I don't understand how she doesn't understand uh-huh. that if you give everybody the $15 an hour minimum wage right now, when they come up for re-election, that $15 minimum wage will be eaten up yep. by inflation. That It will be meaningless, and they'll be right back with the same problem, and the people will realize, oh, that's not the answer, and these people never were the answer because I lost my job, mm-hmm. and now a loaf of bread costs 2 bucks, and mm-hmm. a gallon of milk is $4, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm worse off than I was when it became $15 an hour. Yeah. So that was it. They should do this at the end of their administration to get Mm reelected, not at the beginning to then destroy their ability to become reelected.
0: Right. That's a great point. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. The other point, Mm -hmm. can I make another point? Sure, sure. Go ahead. You know, when it comes to the
5: critical race theory operation, this is the new way we're working in America is that you're guilty by accusation or affiliation rather than having to be proved guilty been a you know by of actually evidence.
0: doing something. Yeah.
5: Hmm. Right. So now yeah. you have to prove that you're not a racist because by being white you're already guilty of being a racist. <laughs> So see, that's yeah. just like President Trump was mm-hmm. guilty by accusation, right. not by actual evidence. Sure. So now it doesn't matter. Everything applies that way. You're guilty just by being accused of something and then have to prove your innocence, which is impossible in a court of law.
0: Thank you. Thank that, you. That 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 that. Is, yeah. If
5: you're, anybody understands the law, you can't do that. That's impossible. You can prove guilty, but you can't prove innocence. That's right. Yep,
0: I agree. Thank you for that. Really appreciate the call. Um, So here's the deal of that song. It goes on to say nine to five for service and devotion. I would think that I would deserve a fat promotion. Want to move ahead, but the boss won't seem to let me. I swear sometimes that man is out to get me. You know what I find kind of fascinating about this song? This song works if we were really under communism. We would be told Mm -hmm. what to do for a living, where you had to work, and how much you were going to work. With no opportunity and chance of ever getting out of the out of the out of the job. Because in that movie, if all of you remember, the three secretaries went after the boss because they didn't like the way the boss was doing business, right? They didn't like the way they were getting treated from the boss. You know what they failed to explain in that movie? That in America <laughs> you could quit that job and go work for another boss who wouldn't treat you that way. Yeah. Kind of amazing, isn't it? But the song was really about You're oppressed as a worker, and you can't leave the oppression, which isn't true here in America. You can always leave and do something else or start your own.
6: And I would like to give a little example of that. 12,000 people became millionaires working for Bill Gates.
0: 12,000? 12,000
6: millionaires. Not anybody special. Uh-huh. They went to work at a starting position at Microsoft. 12,000 right. people became millionaires. Others right. vastly wealthy.
0: Yeah. And he's a total credent. So there you go. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's called capitalism.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's interesting. So Were you an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur? I have been, and I'm telling you, I worked harder as an entrepreneur than I ever did as somebody that just went to work for a living, right? Working for somebody else. In America, you get the opportunity to live the dream, but the dream isn't easy. Maybe it is for some. Maybe you can become a YouTube star by doing stupid videos. Okay. That's five people in America. Yeah. The rest of us, (laughs) the rest of us have to work pretty hard at that. There's never I don't see much regret. I see people that own a McDonald's that are very happy. I see people that own a business that are very happy and they're proud of the fact they had to work hard to do it. Correct?
6: Yeah, but there's so many kids out there today that think all you have to do is hit the jackpot. Oh, I know. You don't have to work. You
0: just have to hit the jackpot. And it's okay to have dreams as a kid. Hey, you want to be an NBA, but you're white, (laughs) you're six foot, probably ain't going to happen. But dreams are okay. But when you become an adult, what are you willing to do? If you wash trash cans, do you want to wash trash cans for somebody else? Or do you want to wash trash cans as a business that's really profitable, that covers several communities? It's all your choice is what I'm saying. And you're not you, oppressed you're no. just making choices there's a difference and you make a <laughs> lot
6: more washing trash cans for yourself <laughs> yes you, than do. you do for somebody else
0: yes yes hi caller welcome to the show. go right ahead
4: Yes, I'd like to jump in this conversation Uh on minimum wage laws. Uh, You're right, Kate, this is on the road to communism. It's economics, uh, fascism, which is a form of socialism, minimum wage laws. Uh, They've had about five or six uh, federal uh, minimum wage law increases uh, in the last 70 years. Uh, States uh, have their own minimum wages. And I've looked at the data on the the federal level. I've seen the same thing on the state levels. Every time they pass one of these things, there's a big jump in unemployment. Every single mm-hmm. time. And uh, the uh, caller talked about inflation. The main increase in cost is not going to be inflation. It is the businessman that passes it on. Uh, the biggest cost for business across the board is labor cost. Mm-hmm. And it's not only the, uh, entry level person is going to get a raise, the minimum wage. It's other people higher up in the business have to get wages. Because if they increase the minimum wage, uh, the entry level position, they have to in- increase the wage of the middle, uh, yes. person and people on up. Because they and can't so have them making the
0: same. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. So it's a huge cost increase for the businessman. And how does he get that back? He raises the cost of goods and services. Yep. Uh, this is extreme, mm-hmm. very harmful. Yep. And it's fascism. Yep. And, and, and then we, what they say, the, wants-
0: the, the, the lie is, well, the business owner can afford it because the business owner is making so much profit. Well, the business owner has <laughs> to take all the risk to make the profit. The business owners are not going to spring up out of that and take all the risk without no. making a profit. Yeah. There's well, no yeah, incentive. Yeah, they, they don't make a
4: profit a business every owners month either. They're just getting by. Yeah. And, they don't, and they don't add, they don't uh, affect their profit they just pass it on to us yes we the consumers need those goods we need those services i actually
0: thank you for that really we're going to go to a break but i so appreciate that comment he was right on the money be right back on the kate daly show
3: 1450 this is the kate daly show
1: watch him shatter you just a step on the boss man's ladder but you got dreams he'll never take away on the same boat with a lot of your friends waiting for the day your ship will come in and the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way yep.
0: did you guys hear that you're waiting for your ship to roll in <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met an entrepreneur that waited for the ship to roll in
6: Actually, have you ever seen a ship rolling? They (laughs) they usually float.
0: (laughs) Um, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say on this. Um, So the phone lines are open, 888-673-1450. Hold on, caller. We were just talking about the song 9 to 5, and it was really written for a feminist. Um, I love Dolly Parton, by the way. But that song was written for a very feminist movie where it was the, the man's keeping us down and it's, it, we don't have any ability whatsoever to move up unless we do these drastic things to our boss, you know, kidnap him and, and everything else. We don't have any ability, but in America, yes, we do. And we have a long line of entrepreneurs and you can even look at Aunt <laughs> um as a great example of that right um plowing through her you know um obvious oppression to be able to do what she did in becoming the first black woman millionaire in the in the in the early 1900s um how did how was that possible in america with such oppression oh my gosh oppression of just the average worker um themselves as well Hmm. um before we go to the caller make sure you get to balance of nature, put in the code Kate and order up. It will really help with your sugar cravings right now. It'll really help get your that summer body back because <laughs> summer's approaching and you're going to want your summer body and make sure that you are taking balance of nature and getting the nutrients, 31 fruits and vegetables. You will love this product. The fiber drink that goes with it is amazing as well. It will really stabilize, stabilize your system. And that's really what you need to have happen. Go to BalanceofNature.com and put in the code Kate, get 35% off in free shipping, and you can even just try it out. It's guaranteed. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
4: Hi. Glad you brought up the happy McDonald's franchisee owners.
0: Yes, they are happy. I mean, I would be too if I owned no McDonald's. they're McDonald's.
4: You're mistaken.
0: <laughs> Am I? Okay. Yeah. Do tell. The African American. McDonald's franchisees owners have sued
5: McDonald's because they didn't get as good a spot as the white guy did for their franchise. Oh,
0: that's right. Yes, that's right. They did that, didn't they? Hmm. You know, it always amazes me the victimhood of America. Though I, I have a problem with the victimhood mentality. That I just can't do it because I am a slave, a slave to my job, a slave to my job. Who said you were a slave to your job? Nobody said that. Usually, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a lot of choices, compromises that we make in our lives that brings us to where we're at with whatever we're doing for a living. So aren't we our own worst? You know, all I'm saying is you're you're there because you want to be there. (laughs) We can work harder. You can do more. You can get where you're going.
6: Two little words. What's up? I quit.
0: (laughs) I quit. I love it. Next. Yep. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
5: Dolly Parton is 100% sweet Americana.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
5: Guys, gals, hang on to your hats. Inflation is gonna really, uh, no. really go.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
5: Bye, bye, middle class.
0: Oh, if we
5: go, it's over. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Thank you. Um, I love Dolly Part. Actually, I, Dolly is, is has a lot of sense to her, and I really like it when she's interviewed. She's very real. There's a lot of things I really like about Dolly. But she wrote this song for a movie that really was about something that isn't very American, and that is the fact that, yes, you work your butt off, and you don't just work in a, a dead-end job and, and wait for your ship to roll in, because it never will. You work because there's some place you want to go. You know, we traded career and money... To be able to do a show that was centered on truth. We made the compromise. We were willing to do that. We were willing to say, hey, we, we value the truth more, right? Yep. We could have gone the other route. We were definitely offered that. But that wasn't what was important to us. That's why I'm saying it's always a list of choices and compromises that we make to, to do what we're doing. And there must have been some benefit or you wouldn't be doing it. And so the whole blame game, the victimhood mentality, the I have to make $15 an hour and all I do is drop fries and hot oil. Well, obviously, if you don't want to have to drop fries, no one's saying you have to. But if you if you want to do more with your life, you work harder and you would learn what you need to learn to graduate to the next step. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you'll be dropping fries and hot oil. The rest of your life if that's what you want but they act like america owes them something we came to this country because we wanted to work for something it wasn't about being owed do you guys remember all those people that came over on the boat that stood at the shoreline on the east coast and said well america what are you gonna do for me
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you gonna give me i'm here i have arrived No, they said, what can I do? How can I, how can I jump in and start working hard and work a piece of land? What can I, how can I make my life okay? That's what they did.
6: One of the other things is they want it all right now. Like they, they hire in at the bottom wage (laughs) to make French fries. Yeah, They don't stay long enough to double their earnings when they learn to fry hamburgers. So true. You know, they're gone by then. I
0: will never forget when I picked up my daughter, she got her first job. And what was it? it we, we had to buy her the, the galoshes at, at Walmart because she was walking around in horse poop because that's what she did was she cleaned stalls. She gets in the car and I go, how was your first day at work? She goes, mom, I, I clean up poop for a living.
5: <laughs> how good
0: do you think it was? And I sat there and laughed and I thought, this is the best thing for you. This is the best thing for you because you're gonna to wanna to get out of this situation and into the next job. And into the next job, it was at a place that, was, that served food and she became manager while she was in high school. And I said, you know what, right there, you did not wanna shovel poop for the rest of your life and this is why you, you took it upon yourself to work harder and better at the next job that you got. You didn't just stay there for five years and then say, what, what, what does everybody owe me? You worked hard. And so this girl still works hard right now. She's one of the hardest workers I know. She's got two little kids and she has her own business. It's thriving. And all I'm saying is we're in the era of digital. And there was a great article about Dolly's song that said, we're in the era of digital. Anyone can start a business right now. There are so many opportunities right now. More than than ever. You can even be a podcaster for Pete's sakes. You can do anything. So don't go to the land of victimhood and stake a claim that America owes you something for just showing up and breathing. I can't even imagine being that kind of person. Do you know how many hours I've put in? I actually counted it up, over 25,000 hours doing this. I didn't get paid for those hours. You didn't? No, I did it because I loved it. I
5: got rich. (laughs) 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 Hi,
0: caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
5: Hey guys, um, I just wanted to call in and say uh, one of the best ways that you can get into the market Uh as an entrepreneur Uh is to do menial work as a private contractor and you can do whatever you want with the business later. You give yourself a raise by working longer hours.
0: Right. There you go. Anyway. Thank you. Love it. There you it. go. Thanks. Appreciate it. Sounded like he was hard at work while he was talking yeah. to us. You know, it, it reminds me of the movie I talked about last week, uh, Undercover Billionaire, where the guy, they gave the guy a hundred bucks and they said, make a million dollar business in uh-huh, 90 days. Uh-huh. It's fascinating. First, uh, first uh, season of this, by the way, the first season's the best. And what does the guy do? He gets on Craigslist and he starts looking for those tires to sell pulls him out of the dump to try to create more out of his hundred bucks. What did he have? He had ambition. He poured himself a cup of ambition. Um, He could have said it's impossible. He could have said, I can't do it. You drop me off in a city. I don't, I can't use my connections or my name. I've got a hundred dollars in an old truck and the old truck sips a lot of gas and I can't afford to even get a hotel. I guess he could have been stuck there, but he wasn't. So what made it different for him? His ambition, his ingenuity. He decided that he was, he had a goal and he was going to get there. He wasn't going to be lazy about it. He only had 90 days to create a million dollar business and he really did do it. So, and that business is thriving today. Hmm. He franchised. Yeah. So what makes the difference? Well, anyone standing on a corner with a sign, says I need $15 an hour I probably wouldn't hire sorry but I wouldn't hire them because they're gonna expect something from me but they're not really gonna deliver anything if I was to hire them right so why would I hire them the staking a claim of I demand just like I said in the last segment you know the the or or this segment I can't remember (laughs) it's all a blur but the immigrants when they came over to this country they didn't just stand there and say what are you gonna do for me They didn't want that. They came from that. (laughs) They came from it. Yep. They didn't want it. It was horrific to them. They came here and said, how, what can I do? How can I work? Give me something that I can, you know, not give me something, but I want to work. That was the mental attitude of everyone that came here. They weren't looking for a handout. You know why? Because they knew they couldn't get one. They knew it. They were like, there was no handouts to get. Except for maybe community members volunteering a little bit to say, you know, I'll help you, but that was about all. That was it. So they worked hard. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, you know, this minimum wage thing is nothing but a reward for all those college students that left educated <laughs> that can't yeah. get a job and think for themselves. Right. That's all this is about. It's just payback. You're right. You know, they realize that for 15 bucks an hour, they'll never be able to repay those high education debts and loans they took out, so yep. they're going to forget those too. You're right. It's pretty easy to figure out. You know what? Because Aunt- anybody, mm-hmm. anybody with the brain's not going to work for 15 bucks an hour, they realize they can't live off that. They're going to go find a real job.
0: Yes. Thank you for that. Love the comment. You know why? I'm looking at this picture that they posted of, of Hormala with the crowd around her. Two older people. Not elderly, just two older people in the mix of many youth. That caller is not far off. Right? He's not far off because this is what we're looking at. We're looking at the youth are the ones with those signs out there. Mm-hmm. Those are the people saying, I want to get taken care of America. So that $1,400, you guys, per week do you know that in the new COVID plan, the, tr- the $2 trillion plan that they have is $570 million worth of funds, $570 million worth of funds, that says that federal employees get a universal payment of 1400 a week, not a month, a week, $1,400 a week to take care of kids out of school if the schools are shut down. Now, on another note, I hope everyone just made the connection that they are signing off on a bill. They want to sign off on this bill, $570 million, because schools will be shut down in the future, because we will have more, quote-unquote, viruses that they invent to scare us with. Hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be passing the bill, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be signing off on this turkey, on this fraud. And so there are plans for more of this. They wanted those universal payments to make sure and get paid. Because really and truly, wouldn't they say COVID's over with because of the vaccine? And, <laughs> and, <laughs> no.
6: And if you know you're going to get a 1400 a week yeah. later, the next virus will be easier to believe.
0: <laughs> exactly. The universal payment paid by the middle class Americans, you and I. 1400 a week, you guys. Yeah. Can you even believe that? 35 bucks an hour to sit home and... And be there with your kids right while you complain that schools aren't open but they wouldn't be doing it if there weren't more viruses in the in the queue 350 more vaccines have already been worked on
6: you, you know what the title for that job is what mom
0: <laughs> so true it's disgusting it's disgusting what we're doing right now and that's true they're all universal payments and universal income payments i should say But it tells you a lot about the future, doesn't it? Because they really will keep selling this. This is why we say to people, take off the mask and tell them you don't believe this anymore. Because we're passing future funding bills on the whole hoax of this thing being, being sold as an airborne plague. That's why they keep saying don't take off the mask, even if you're vaccinated with some shot that's gene altering that has no COVID in it. That's why they're selling it this way is to say to you, this is never going to end. You can't indoor dine. You can't go to theaters. We're done. No cruises. Nope. They're just going to keep pummeling you with all of these shots, gene therapy shots and universal payments are coming in to save the day, right? That's what we're supposed to think. And $15 an hour? Who do you think pays for all that? Us, the middle class. Thank it, you very much.
6: And in 50 years, we all live in the ocean.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Thanks, Uncle Milty. We'll be back tomorrow with Trevor Loudon. Don't miss it. Trevor Loudon, the one that called that Kamala or Mala was going to be president. And anyway, be faithful, be fearless. See you here tomorrow. KateDallyRadio.com.